Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-consecrated Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a holy ground that's been defiled. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't it consecrated? Don't you... I think you break ground, uh, or yeah. something holy happens on that ground. Consecrated is when you put down the foundation for your basketball court. Yes. <laughs> It's how you study at holy school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's how, how I studied through most of high school. I was consecrated. <laughs> That's my favorite type of orange juice. <laughs> consecrated. <laughs> well, I was in New Mexico a couple weeks ago, and I went to the place where apparently there was a crucifix found in the ground, and then they moved the crucifix up to the church on the hill, and then the crucifix the next day showed up back in the ground, and this happened four times, and so what they thought is that this dirt that this crucifix was in was sacred dirt. Uh. And so now people come from all around the world, crawl on their hands and knees up to this hole in the ground, and then rub the dirt on their limbs and loins. (laughs) (laughs) I think after the dude, I'm like, you're going to do your loins last? (laughs) Okay, maybe not the ones. That, maybe that's why I got kicked out. But you, it's like this sacred dirt, and it's famous for some reason. And apparently, it's like lines around the town huh. to get into this little chapel where this holy dirt is. And when Erica and I was there, nobody was there. Oh. And she still refused to walk on her knees and hands <laughs> up to the hole. You went to the wrong hole. This was just like the hole that, that Johnny pooped in two years ago. It was just a porta potty. Yeah. It was just a squat toilet. <laughs> No, baby, this is this is sacred to porta potty water. Have you ever have you ever rubbed yourself in the sacred squat toilet? A crucifix was found in this hole in this porta potty. Well, Nancy dropped her her necklace in there two years ago. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's going on, man? How are you, Louis? So we're in Eugene recording. We are in Eugene. We are in the uh, studio that we have been doing the virtual shows in. Yep, we're cranking it out today. So I flew down here. I left because I, I did a show in. Uh, like four hours from here, left my car, flew home, flew back for this. Yeah. So on the flight down, the night before I go to check-in, I bought the, the saver fare because it's uh, a 45-minute flight. Yeah. It's like, do you want to upgrade to premium class? It's $37. I'm like, that's over a dollar a minute for the flight. Yeah, right? You're like, I, I paid $42 for this flight. Yeah. And then I'm like, what do you get? Because they don't serve booze on the planes yeah. right now. They don't serve food. What do I get for $37? Did you ask them that? Well, no, oh, you're just doing the math in your head. Yeah. Okay. So I said no, and then they upgraded me. Nice. For free. Now, do you know what I got? What? Two inches of extra legroom. <laughs> you get to get off the plane first. So yes. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there was hardly anyone on it. You have to breathe it. the same air as the peasants in the back. Exactly. But I was near the uh, the the engine of the plane, uh-huh. so if I was on one of those cool Boeing planes where they shatter. I probably would have died. You've been the first to go. Yeah. See, then you don't got to suffer like all the people <laughs> in the back trying one... to fiddle around, get the airbags on their their loved one's <laughs> face before they put it on their own, or however it works. Exactly. Now, with the last time you flew down here, you had mentioned that the flight was full of Eugene-looking people. Yes. Now, was that the case this time? Or was it more normalized? There was a group. I think it was a sports team, but they were all Asian. So I'm trying to figure, I mean, not to be racist, but I'm trying to figure out the sport Uh where you would have like 17 
college Asian dudes. I don't know. What did you determine it was? I never figured it out, but they were all... You didn't ask? No! Man, jeez. My, my protocol, headphones in, and pretend like I'm asleep the whole really? time. And make up things about people without yeah. coming to a conclusion on what it actually is. Exactly. Okay, so they, but they weren't from Eugene. They were visiting Eugene. I don't know. Oh, man. I didn't talk to them. What happens but if they, they were, were all the jerks that stood in front of the gate. Like, they were like boarding gate group Q, and they stood in front of the gate for pre-board. I'm like, come on. Super annoying. Yeah. And plus, there's only like 50 seats on the flight anyway, so they yeah. probably took up three quarters of the flight. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I would like to know what sport they were playing now. Yeah. Or maybe it was an uh, Asian-specific college yeah. <laughs> that they were Eugene. coming from. Eugene. No, they were visiting Eugene to play oh. the, the Eugene College okay. here. Yeah. Maybe the, you the, know, they're like the Beijing Plutons or the, <laughs> the Beijing Plutons. <laughs> they're like the highlight team from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah, maybe they're coming in from, you know, Saipan or something. They're coming over here to take the capital <laughs> of Eugene. <laughs> The capital of Eugene. <laughs> yeah. It's like a coffee house. It's like a patchouli warehouse. It's a yoga studio. <laughs> Where are you going to get your yoga now, America? <laughs> we have a lockdown. Well, it's good that you're here. Uh, we had a good show last night, and uh, we've been doing a bunch of podcasts. We're doing our podcast. We've been recording the Moisture Festival podcast, yep. which is a separate podcast that Louie and I do for the Moisture Festival. Yep. And uh, we've been doing some interviews, and it's been going good. It's nice to have you around, even though you, you said you'd do some manual labor on the farm with me. And you have not done any of that. You've skirted around it quite That's a bit. That's my move. That's The manual labor is dodging manual labor. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is? It's a full-time job. <laughs> it's a full-time job trying to not have a full-time job. Exactly. <laughs> I think at this point in my life, I think I'm just going to go full Cato Kalin. Yeah, and just live in the back of OJ's <laughs> yes. house. Except you're going to be my OJ. <laughs> my family's going to be like, what happened to dad? All right. You didn't say I, don't, I hope you do not testify <laughs> to the murder <laughs> of my wife. <laughs> All right. Let's Wait, get no, the stories, Louis. Let's do it. This story comes from foxnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than using an Amazon locker to keep your school books in. Because people will take it? Yeah. Well, people, have you ever used the Amazon no, locker? No, I have not. It's amazing. Oh, is it? Yeah. So you order stuff and it goes to a locker. Like the market up the road from your place has one. Uh-huh. And they give you a code and you push the buttons and the door opens. Okay. But then once you shut it, you can't open it again. Oh, gotcha. So you would need a code every time you wanted to, to do buy, math homework. You have to buy new books every okay, time. right. <laughs> or you would just have to, like, return it at the end of the day. Yeah. Because <laughs> they give you a return code. And then buy can, it again. Yeah, and they're like, it actually, again. it's already there. Ta-da! <laughs> That's amazing. So this is a very short story, but we wanted to do it because it comes from Seattle. Oh, uh, yeah. Seattle-specific. So Seattle woman finds one kilo of cocaine and crochet kit she bought at thrift shop. Police say. Hell of a bargain. Yeah, right? And now that that thrift shop has a line out the block. (laughs) The thrift store was in the Seattle's Chop neighborhood. (laughs) Police said the suspicious package gave off an odd odor. This must be her first time thrifting, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) 
everything there gives off an odor. <laughs> the clothes, the shoes, well, the people. Well, it, it just doesn't have the worn down old person smell. <laughs> I took my daughter and some of her dopey friends thrifting pre-pandemic, uh, and one of her friends was like, there's a lot of, like, janked up stuff here. I'm like, yeah, we're yeah. thrifting. People are buried in these clothes. <laughs> so they were buried in these clothes, and then the check bounced, so they dug them up, <laughs> took the clothes off of them, and now you're paying $3.99. <laughs> a Seattle woman got more than she bargained for when she bought a crochet kit at a thrift shop and discovered a kilo of cocaine inside, authorities said. Like, what kind of deal can be in a, cro- a crochet kit? Like, a crochet hook is like a dollar. Yeah, right? And yarn is like a dollar. Well, yeah, you know, for the drug mule on the, ch- <laughs> on the cheap end, right? You don't even need fancy stuff, just crochet kits. I would love to see the instructions of the crochet kit. Step one, sniff a line of coke. Step two, crochet like a motherfucker <laughs> for three days straight. Step three, hey, man, is this scarf laced in cocaine? Yeah. Or like the, the kit should say, crochet a sweater faster. <laughs> Can prove your crochet time 25%. <laughs> The woman purchased the kit to crochet animal hats around 3 p.m. Sunday in the city's Greenwood neighborhood, the Seattle Police Department said in a news release. I like how they're like, so if you are looking to find the super crafty drug drop, start hitting the thrift stores in Greenwood. (laughs) Or they're they're trying to trap the person who did it. They're like, if you lost a kilo of Coke in a crochet kit, call us to collect. Hit us up. (laughs) But when the crochet hobbyist opened the kit, she found a suspicious package that was encased in yellow rubber with 100% written on the outside. The item also gave off an odd odor. I'd be like, this is going to be 100% crochet. 100% awesome. Right but now you got your new COVID hustle. Selling cocaine yeah. on the side? Yeah, I mean, you're sitting on $34,000 of Coke. Yeah, who who needs unemployment? <laughs> you have to declare that on your unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the state of Washington <laughs> is working around their unemployment budget by just giving out drugs that have been seized in other places. Yeah, in researching this, we read another article that the street level of retail prices for drugs have skyrocketed because yes, of sir. the limited supply. It's much harder to stand on the corner corner and slang from six feet away. (laughs) The woman immediately called police who seized the suspicious package and later confirmed it contained one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of cocaine. See, I would probably, if I found something, I wonder what made her go, this must be cocaine. Did it? Yeah, that's the thing is like, it seems like you didn't, Open, she didn't open it. Like, yeah. I mean, she must have opened it to see it was coke. Like, why and would you rub just, it on your teeth a little bit? Yeah, why would you just call the cops <laughs> in a yellow package that says, uh, you got to open it and see who comes looking, like No Country for Old Men or something, yeah. right? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're in a movie. <laughs> you're dodging stuff. You're, as you're crocheting your animal hat, here comes the the guy with the, the tank, yeah. the cow the cow knocker out or whatever it's called. Oh, the cattle, cattle prod. Yeah. A similar incident occurred in Arizona on Sunday when parents bought their child a toy glowworm at a thrift shop and found a sandwich bag containing 5,000 pills of suspected fentanyl inside. So, interesting. Uh, Apparently... We should be looking at thrift stores as drug mules now. Well, that's a super great drug do- drop, I think. If, if you knew the product was going to go to that place you dropped it. So I guess you'd have to go, like, I think Goodwill goes to a processing center. Uh-huh. So you don't know exactly where it's going to end up. Gotcha. But if you went to, like, the mom-and-pop thrift store, you know, on the corner, I think it would be a great way to, to move drugs around. Yeah. 
but unless they didn't think that it was worth any money and just tossed it in the garbage. Yeah, that's why it have to be something that looks like it has value. And you got to make sure you get there in time. It, you know, this crochet lady doesn't get there and call the, the narc you out. But then if I was the guy going through the, the stuff coming in now, now I'm going to be like, I'm going to have my service dog with the drug sniffing dog to alert me on my side hustle. Yeah, right? All There's just going to be a, a security guard with a drug dog <laughs> at each thrift store now. It's like going to the airport. It's like the airport in Mexico. The dogs just walk in the line of bins. <laughs> Officials warn buyers to inspect all opened and used items before purchasing them. What do you think about this, Louis? I think if I opened all the items at the thrift store, they'd be like, get the hell out of yeah. here. I'm surprised this is in Seattle because, you know, we don't hear about coke a lot in Seattle. It's a lot of heroin, yeah. meth, fentanyl, of course, weed. You don't hear about coke that I much anymore. I think coke is an old school, it's like like mescaline. Like, yeah. Not a lot of people do it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, and uh, it just does re- cool. <laughs> re- reinforce my love for thrift stores. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you can a, find some hella deals. <laughs> some awesome, sweet <laughs> deals. All right. Yeah. I like it. News story part the. This story comes from AJC.com. That's a news source more reliable than training a rooster as a sniper. You don't think you could do that? It'd give away his position at, at daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's he's got some angle. You know, he alerts you before. <laughs> it's, his, it's his calling card. Yeah, you know. I want to. I want to see you look me in the yeah, eye before I don't. I, I don't shoot until I see their eyes. <laughs> Right? Like in the Antonio Banderas assassin movie. Yes. I don't shoot until I see him in the eyes. Isn't that the old like Civil War saying where they're like, you don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. That means they're close enough to actually hit him with your old-timey rifle. Yeah, so that's why some troops would walk backwards <laughs> towards them. You would them. never know. <laughs> they just wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. They invented sunglasses. <laughs> now we can't shoot them. All right. Story goes, teens Civil War reenacting pet chicken found in Alabama. Now, I've seen chicken Olympics where the chickens like jump over things and do the parallel bars and whatnot. But I've never seen a chicken carry a musket. <laughs> a bayonet. Yeah. It doesn't quite say in the article how he was trained in being... A Civil War reenactor. <laughs> yes. Is he Union or Confederate? Yeah. <laughs> He's trained in surrendering. He can carry the Confederate. He can carry the Union flag and the Confederate flag. He's, he's, he's a switch hitter. Yeah. He's very multifaceted. <laughs> you it, should see his King Lear. Yes. <laughs> All right. Story goes a Mississippi. He does an amazing Washington crossing the Potomac. <laughs> Story goes, a Mississippi teen who lost his Civil War reenacting pet chicken peep outside a Cracker Barrel restaurant in Alabama was reunited with the bird courtesy of a farmer who helped find the fowl. So if you don't know what the Cracker Barrel is, it's a gift shop with a restaurant attached. Yes. 
and it's like breakfasty food, right? Yeah. And when I was down in in like Alabama, I was I was trying to get to Clan Town. <laughs> And I would ask someone how far it is. And they're like, it's like three Cracker Barrels and a Waffle House. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> You're in Clan Town. Yeah. You're in Alabama. <laughs> all of Alabama's all Clan Town. <laughs> you know, honestly, if there was a Civil War reenactment just using chickens. Oh, it'd be like the Puppy Bowl. Oh, man. I'd watch that for sure. Yeah. So Thomas Rand. <laughs> they, have, they have that behind the auto shop here in Des Moines. <laughs> it's called a cockfight. <laughs> They just put him in uniforms. (laughs) Thomas Ramsey, who founded a military reenactment group for youth, told the Coleman Times he was headed home from a weekend event at Spring Hill, Tennessee, when he stopped with a friend at the restaurant in Coleman on January 31st. He left Peep, a rooster that participates in simulated battles tied to his truck in the parking lot. Was it too hot to leave him in the cab like you cracked the window and everyone's like, Dude, that guy's a jerk for leaving this chicken in the... It's like, dude, you're in Alabama. Did you not see the signs that say, don't leave chickens tied to a truck? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. If I see someone's, like, dog tied to, like, the pole outside the store, I'm like, someone's a jerk. Yeah. It's a chicken. But at least it's it's not in the car, like you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what's the... Do you, like, have to keep a window cracked for the chicken? (laughs) Ramsey, 18, said he and his friend walked out about an hour later to discover the chicken had flown the coop and was nowhere to be seen. All right. So, first of all, how do you spend an hour in the Cracker Barrel? Number one. And if you do, you deserve to have your chicken stolen. You're bu- gumming up the works for everyone else who wants to get some flapjacks. Really? I, I feel like an hour at a restaurant is not that long. At the Cracker Barrel? Yeah. Come on, you got to get in. You got to get-, get through the gift shop, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to enter and exit through the gift shop. <laughs> They don't mess around. <laughs> All those trinkets, man. They got like little Civil War bullets. They got Confederate mullet scrunchies. <laughs> That's one of the few remaining places you can get Confederate paraphernalia. vests. <laughs> you can get the ripped off American flag t-shirts with no arms. Yeah. Yeah, right. man. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, you just came from a Civil War reenactment. You, you're, you, your adrenaline's going. Do they not feed you at the reenactment? I don't know. I would man. think they would. There'd I be someone know. out there making cowboy coffee. Although, also, he, they said that he does a teen, like reenactments with teens, which yeah. I think I would also watch. Little, if they had toddler Civil War reenactments, <laughs> I would watch that. Just a little baby goring <laughs> yes. another baby I would with a bayonet. I would also watch that. I went back into the Cracker Barrel, and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken, said Ramsey of Copaya County, which is south of Jackson, Mississippi. Apparently, the Civil War predates the Navy SEALs of, like, never leave a man behind sort of mantra. Right? Yeah. So, like, keep moving. He's nuggets now. Keep moving. (laughs) Well, I mean, you did leave it in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. I would assume the employees of the Cracker Barrel just grabbed it and then used it (laughs) immediately. For for the chicken fried steak. (laughs) Oh, that chicken? Oh, you ate that an hour ago. (laughs) Let's just say he'll be with you always. (laughs) Well, until about tomorrow when you <laughs> when he exits it through your system. All right, so someone overheard and said they had seen Peep wandering in the parking lot. An animal control officer got involved in the hunt, and missing chicken photos of Peep soon spread on social media pages around Coleman, a city of about 16,000 people 50 miles north of Birmingham. I would love to be like the... Uh the composite sketch guy that gets called into that. What do they look like? Well, 
He's got one eye on each side of his head. <laughs> He's white. Um, yeah, I feel like a, chickens kind of look the same, though. Is that speciest or something? That's super speciest, I, I mean, are they that distinctly different? You want to get on the right side of history okay, with your talk. Sorry. Okay, well, <laughs> when, so, when the Library of Congress is playing this in 100 years, yes. I apologize for my past self. Yeah, when, and chickens are sentient. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, they, yeah, they're putting up signs around the area that say, have you seen this chicken? Do not chase. <laughs> Lost slash stolen. <laughs> but they never get into it. So, I've read a couple articles, and they never really get into the state of the leash. Did the chicken clearly free itself, or was it like a PETA guy's at the Cracker Barrel letting the chicken free? Yeah, I would imagine to chain a chicken up, you would need a harness, right? I think you, you tether around their foot. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. With no sign of peep, Ramsey continued the drive home. Then he gave up pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> then he got a, like your cameras weren't on. All right. <laughs> all right, I'm out. <laughs> then he got a message that the bird had been found outside the Cracker Barrel. I, how did like <laughs> how it. did he not find it? <laughs> Farmer John Watson, who posted advice on catching peep, had the rooster and was headed to Birmingham to meet Ramsey for a reunion. I believe in paying it forward, said Watson. God has blessed my family so much throughout the years. I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his, and he clearly cared for it. And then he paid it forward at the Cracker Barrel, too. He's like, I'll take my trinkets, and I'll buy the Confederate flag hat for the guy behind me <laughs> I'm going to well. buy the next 10 Confederate flags <laughs> of the people who come in. Ramsey said Civil War soldiers sometimes had animals with them on the battlefield, so he takes Peep to reenactments. During the first one Peep attended, he said the bird got out of a bag and wandered around during simulated battle. Wait a minute. So he's like, I'm, I love my chicken so much, I'm going to keep it in a duffel bag <laughs> while I shoot this monster. No, he's in my backpack. <laughs> you know, the, the backpack of the Civil War. Uh, there's about 10 cannons just blazing and all the rifle fire, and he's not going crazy. He's pretty chill, Ramsey said. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't, I never heard that about the animals. I didn't know the animals were also going into battles. I mean, with, in the Civil War. I think at some point they're willing to take anything, and if you're codependent with your animal, you're like, like, all right, you got two dogs? You got a cat? If letting the two dogs and the cat onto the battlefield will get you to shoot at your brother, we'll take you. I got an alpaca, (laughs) a five-legged cow, and three chickens. You're you're signed up. <laughs> Wait, only five chickens? <laughs> you need six. You want to be an officer? That's that's a dumb. Wait, are you a cook or are you in the, in the front lines? Well, that's the thing. Like when Lewis and Clark did their thing, they brought animals. Well, yeah, you got to feed the people. Well, they brought like dogs, and once the dogs, once they were hungry, they would just kill the dogs and eat them. They were working dogs until they got hungry. Yeah. So I would imagine the Civil War dogs might have been, if you had, if I was on the Civil War and we're shooting at stuff and then it's dinner time and that's, it's either eating a dude or a chicken, I'm going to eat the chicken. Yeah. What, uh, so what do you think about this, Louie? It's a, it's the feel good story of, of the month, I think. Yeah. I'm glad he got his chicken back. Yeah. I'm glad he got his chicken back and feel like he didn't look too hard for I, the well, chicken. I feel like this chicken isn't quite the prized possession if he's just leaving it tied up to his truck. Yeah. I feel like they're sort of uh, he needs- overblowing the the uh, the chicken's acting ability. Yes. Like, I think it's just a chicken and uh, he happens to have a owner he who just- is a Civil War enthusiast. <laughs> and the chicken is deaf, so he can't hear the, yeah, the, the cannon. Yeah. Like- <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. 
That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for tuning in. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Oh, man, this week is a big week. On the 3rd, you can check me out getting my taxes done. Nice. Yeah, I haven't decided. The guys, I can go into the office and do it like bank teller style. Hopefully, you'll have the pneumatic tube set up where uh, I can just put my taxes. You just hand them the, uh, your expenses. You hand them what you made. You hand them your unemployment. Yeah. I mean, it's, this will be the easiest year since probably I was like 19 to do my taxes. How come you don't just do like a TurboTax? I've never done Turbo. I've been going to this guy forever. Okay. All right. I've, I've put his, I've put his you grandchildren. automated systems taking jobs away from exactly. people. Exactly. I'm yeah. not an a-hole. That's What's sick. wrong with That's you? good, man. That's good. Yeah, so I'm going to get that done. We'll see how uh, the, the last kick in the nuts from 2020 is. Nice. Nice. Yep, and where can they catch you? I will be doing a virtual show uh, on... February 3rd over the interwebs. Ooh. It's a variety show. I don't know much about it. Nice. But you can tune in if you want. What's, me, it, what's it for? It's a guy who's a singer. Oh, the guy in Florida. Yeah, okay. that guy. And I'm only doing like 15 minutes. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do. But you're not going to be here, I don't think. Nope, I'll be at the is, tax man. Which is scary because <laughs> this will be the first virtual show I'll be doing without you pr- actually producing it. What time is the show? It is like 5 o'clock in the Uh, evening, West Coast time. West Coast time? I might be able to make it. Yeah. So if you want, that would be awesome. But I'm only doing 15 minutes, so I think I can do, you know, a shorter, non-technical version of the show. Yeah. You know, I don't need someone doing the ones and twos for the 15 minutes. (laughs) But yeah, tune in. If you want, send me a message, and I will send you the link. It is a free show. Also, I'm going to the doctor on the 4th. Oh, this is big news. Yeah, I'm going to an actual doctor as opposed to just getting all my medical diagnoses from the ER and WebMD <laughs> and telemedicine. I've done like three telemedicine things. I don't know. Where they're like, could you could you put the camera up to your leg? And let me look at the back of your leg. Like, all right, I think I, I got to go in. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to look at my balls. But they like gave me a list of all the doctors, and I'm like, okay, which doctors are accepting a new patients? They're like, oh, just this one. And I'm like, can you tell me about him? Well, he's a new guy. Where did he go to school? The College of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a prescribed joint. Yeah, it's like, all right, I can see why he is. He's the only one that is only is completely open. Yeah, he's gonna, you're going to show up to your appointment. He's not going to be there, and he's like, no, it was four o'clock island, island time, time, man, <laughs> island time. He's scatting now. (laughs) Jarastavari. Looks like you have rickets. Jarastavari. (laughs) You've got got Bobby McFerrin doing your diagnosis. (laughs) So, yeah, that's going to be going. And then Erica's mom is coming to visit for the first time. She's coming to visit the farm. And, uh, yeah, we're going to take her on a little tour, go down to Crater Lake, go to the coast. It's going to be awesome, man. Family time. Just take her down to Medford. Oh, yeah. Get some meth. Show yeah. her, give her the true experience. Exactly. She, she can tell the difference between Texas meth and <laughs> Oregon meth. She's like, this is cut with fentanyl. Yeah. She's like, this is clearly a little fentanyl heavy. <laughs> so we want to thank you folks for listening. If you can, uh, check us out on Patreon. And you can donate as little as 2 to $3 a month. And you get some extra bonus episodes and some cool stuff from the road. Please help us out. We're like a listener-supported listener like network. We're like the PBS of podcasts. We are listener supported by nine people. We're like PBS minus Nova and Bill Nye. <laughs> and Bill Gates. And Bill Gates. Donations. 
Uh, but check that out. Also, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us a message, info at oddandoffbeat.com. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.